And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and thank you for joining us. You have made it to level nine. Very exclusive show for you tonight, in that we are talking all about Xbox exclusive games. But before we get to that, I want to introduce my co-hosts. First up, we have L, the big L. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, Vietnam! I feel like that's a reference to something, and I don't get it. Oh, man. <laughs> You're so young. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we have the other old person on the show, Ryan the Mighty Mango. How's it going? What? What, what did you say? Oh, yeah, hi. Off my lawn. And to help drag down the age average, we have with us Corey, the Rocker Dude 5012. How's it going? Hey, everybody. All right. Before we get into the main show and start talking Xbox exclusives, we first want to give out our proclamation point. L, if you want to go ahead and do the milestones. Proclamation point. All right. Since uh, L's not prepared. G-Task, everybody. <laughs> we, uh, we hit top 50. Uh, and by we, Yeehaw! I mean nobody here. Uh, but no. there are several community members who did hit top 50, and we want to recognize them. Uh, in no particular order, we have X the Hero. You remember him from a couple episodes ago. Redemption Denied. No Ooh. surprise there. Yeah. Uh, B. Smittle, our favorite Australian. Smittle. mate. The other teacher that's not X the Hero, Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. And Mr. Prue. Fun fact, Prue. Star Trek. Congrats, everyone. That's awesome. Getting top 50. That's crazy. That, that That's a pretty big uh, pretty big milestone there. You know what all those 50 people need to do? Oh, gosh. Oh. GGS. Go get some sun! <sighs> well, if that was the case, Fufu would be in the list. He needs to nah. go get some gamer score. GGSG. No, wait a minute. Go get some. Yeah, see? I have where's that mute button at <laughs> alright and Ryan if you would like to shout out the UHH period 3 I winners. would love to go over the UHH period 3 winners we've got Doughboy winning 6-4 to four. we have Elroy OMG <laughs> OMG uh, gee, OMG uh, winning 12 to nothing so got a little pudding action there uh, Freemhole Winning eight to five, Kushmoosh. We're winning uh, ten to four. Yeah. Lots of winners this week. Chicken winners. Uh, M, Michelle, our other other co-host, uh, won fifteen to twelve. That was a good matchup. That's a good matchup. Uh, Rocker dude, uh, you tied nine to nine, but I guess you got the winning uh, winning thing, Corey. It's all that matters. Tommy winning nine to nothing. It's another pudding. Thomas, <laughs> good looking. Chin Doctor winning twenty twenty winning in a tie of twenty twenty. That's uh, crazy. that was a it was a crazy one. It was a pretty fast race too, I believe. Uh, Saucy Slingo, who probably doesn't listen to us anyway, but we're gonna give him a shout out because he's <laughs> saucy. Uh, had another pudding, a six to nothing. Skeptical Mario, eleven to nothing. Wakapil with eleven to nothing, or sorry, ten to nothing. What the fuck? Uh, Twelve to nothing and uh, Chronos. Uh, winning with a, a nine to nothing, so a few pudding scores there at the end, but uh, a couple good matches as well. What about mine? 
I was saying you forgot. Oh somebody. wait, I forgot the ultimate pudding. Big L. Eighteen to nothing. You did really well. Oh my god. You ask kids why the bands aren't made, and they say, I forgot. You ask them why they're walking with muddy sneakers through the living room, they say, Oh, I forgot. But these same kids will ask you, Dad, how come you didn't fix any jello pudding tonight? You said you would two years ago, August 12th, at 7.31 p.m. You had red sweater on and some loafers brown. And you say, I forgot. And they say, Dad, you're grounded. What, what was your highest ratio this week? You can't be a kid without it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, I smashed that pudding. I smashed that pudding. Pudding next week, we're not mentioning it. <laughs> no, there's no more puddings in. There's no more puddings in the KO round, son. No more puddings. What I do have to ask is, why do you people sign up if you're not going to play? I don't understand it. What yeah, is really? wrong with you people? Exactly. Why? Did, exactly the reason why I did not sign up. See, that's more noble. That is more noble. I don't understand yeah. it. You're not getting any badges just for signing up. You only get a stinking badge if you get 10 or more in a week. Even if you got that and stopped, that would make some sense, but I don't know. Yeah, out of our 14 uh, winners, eight of them were against Puddins. That's crazy. Over half of them. Ugh. Makes me so mad and hungry. What kind of pudding do you like, Kenny? Chocolate? <laughs> well, you have to. You probably. <laughs> your wife Don't. probably packs you a chocolate pudding oh. snack for your lunch. <laughs> like chocolate in, like, pudding. Like in Billy Madison, get those snack packs. They're delicious. Rice pudding's not bad, too. That's for old people. What? But. <laughs> Let's wow. get off of the pudding talk. Let's, let's get into the community questions. This How about is that? A gaming podcast. Let's talk about achievements. But yes, this is not food. That's Master are we Chef. glossing over um, the team thing that happened in G Task? Are we just not going to mention that about a certain person here who was eliminated? Oh, how how uh, I've been out of it. It takes Prue. It takes Prue to Mango. Uh, got eliminated by two hundred points within the last hour of the competition. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We can move on from that. And uh, Mango was texting me that it was Prue's fault, and Prue was texting me that it was Mango's fault. Just Nobody was texting anybody that it was anybody's <laughs> fault. That's what I remember. <laughs> so, Seems legit. so, Prue, I was not texting Big Al. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he, Everybody's trying to, he was texting trying me. Trying to make us hate each other, and we had a really good time. We had a good run, too. So, Good job, fun. you guys. You guys did awesome. No, you guys did great. Making it this far into the year is, is great. All right, but seriously, let's we're going to get on to our community questions. Uh, first one up is from Skeptical Mario. He asks, would you rather earn one 100-point achievement or 100 one-point achievements? For me, I think it depends on the game. Like, if I'm playing something that sucks, like a Neo Geo game, I'd rather just have one 100-point, you know, get them done, get them over with. I don't, I, I don't care about the achievements in that game. But now, if I'm playing something that I enjoyed playing, uh, I would much rather have 100 one-point achievements because unlocking the achievements is really, really cool. You know, hitting the center button, scrolling over, and seeing a whole bunch of recent achievements, that's kind of cool. 
kind of like when you're playing um what's it called turn on and you're just popping achievements left and right and getting all the gamer score that's really neat that's a really cool thing to do but yeah i personally would rather have more achievements go with the 101 pointers what about you well oh i was gonna say the same thing you did but i can't agree with you so i might have to change my answer um <laughs> No, I would say I agree. It, it depends on the game. I'd like to think that we'd be playing four achievements, even if they didn't have gamer score attached. So in that aspect, I think we'd probably would want quantity. But since there is gamer score attached, if there's more achievements, that makes them worth less, right? That's the point of the question. Um, so in something like Halo, you get a bunch of five pointers, and but there's a lot of achievements to get, and it's cool. You like the achievements popping, yay! They're everywhere, yay! I mean, what about a game like a Semblance though, where you have ten 100 point achievements? Uh, that's horrible. Don't ever have. There's a, a lot of games like that. Type of achievements. <laughs> yes, I hate the white achievements. I can't pop that stupid thing. It's annoying. Well, no, I'm just using it as an example. I mean, um. But no, for like a semblance, I like the 10 100-point achievements. And like the Eye of Coot and those type of games where you get a bunch of 100-pointers and, and our yeah. favorite North. Yeah. Well, if those kind of games I'm more or less playing <coughs> just to play to get the gamer score, it's not really as much to have fun. Rocker, what about you? Uh, give me 100 points per achievement. I'll take that. Make it nice, quick, and easy. Tell me an Elroy like it down here in the South. Yeah, and <laughs> <That> Junebug, <laughs> Mango, Mango Laugh. Yeah, d- definitely the one one hundred point achievement. Um, I rather do that. I mean, yeah, Turn On was great because you're popping them left and right for everything, which is fun. But uh, in the end of it, it's I'm all about the gamer score, so give me the hundred pointer. Yeah, and also kind of like L alluded to, uh, Rocker and I, and then friends saucy slingo and what the fuck we were doing halo to master chief collection and while we were doing halo the odst for the first time we were kind of doing we we just unlocked a ton of achievements so we kind of got like the second half of that i think rocker saucy and fog wound up getting like 38 39 achievements something like that and one night i got like 28 or 29 that was awesome Oh yeah, I definitely yeah, I prefer that, that Master Chief. over you know one achievement and getting all the same, getting the same points. Well, that was kind of like in uh, Halo Four, did the same thing with the DLC stuff. Right. Yes. Especially when the achievements are rare, then it's, it's just cool. I like it. Shakal, Shakal Star. Yeah. That's what I'll say. That's all I'll say it. Shakal. All right, we'll go with that. <laughs> Shakal Star. Actually, we'll go with that. That sounds even better. He asks, with the PlayStation Mini out now for pre-order and the already current Nintendo Minis, would you like to see Microsoft do one for the original Xbox? And with that, we also had a similar question, but it asked, what games would we add to it? So we'll combine the two. Uh, Mango, would you like to see an Xbox Mini? And if so, what games do you want to add? Well, I... I mean, sure, I'd like to see it. It'd be cool because I'm probably going to get the PlayStation Mini just because it's a system and I collect systems because I'm weird. Um, I guess some games I'd like to see on it. I mean, yeah, 
would I get one? Sure, as long as it. It's not like it's like the NES Classic where the I don't want two foot controller cables, so I hope that they do like the PlayStation one's going to be where it's either wireless or USB, so you can add as long a cord as you want with no proprietary stuff. But uh, no, I would the games that I would like to see, and I'll just name off a couple would be Psychonauts. That game was so underrated on the original Xbox, but it was so good. Um, Panzer Dragoon Orta, which is kind of like the Panzer Dragoon that is on the current uh, Xbox. Uh, Chronicles Chronicles of Riddick uh, Butcher Bay, which was great. Um, It's a stealth game, which I actually enjoyed. Jade Empire, another excellent title. Splinter Cell, another Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, which is also very good. And then my favorite... Um, original Xbox game was the uh, the SSX Tricky. Played that game so much, and I, I was going to take video and do the whole thing where you upload your scores online and to the what, Twin Galaxies and get like the awards for number one score, kind of like uh, Elroy does. But I did not do that. That was the snowboarding game, right? Correct. And I actually yeah. remembered that uh, the TV channel G4, which doesn't exist anymore, I missed. They that. had some some tool bag that was playing it and showing like how he was playing <laughs> tricky and getting a good score. And I was, I saw a score. I was like, that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> I really like that game. I remember playing that. Don't have too much memories of it. Yeah. It was really good. L you want one? Uh, I actually do not want one. Oh, and for some reason, the OG Xbox was not really one of my favorite consoles. Get out. I well, know. Get out of town. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, even if it's wrong. That's okay. <laughs> I, of course, loved Halo and Halo 2. Oh, yes. But getting one of those systems just to play those games makes no sense. They've been remastered several times now. And with no achievements, are we really going to play the Xbox Mini? I feel like people were hyped for the NES one and the SNES one. They were hyped at launch, and now I never hear about anyone playing them. Well, it's not Christmas time. And there are much more fancy devices that play older games. So I think with no achievements attached, really not that interested. What if you have um, one just for collector's sake, like Mango? Um, I remember liking Mech Assault a lot. I think we talked about yes. that kind of as a precursor to Titanfall. And honestly, not much else. Wow, there's nothing there. You want me? You want me, you want me to wow you with my list? Yes. So definitely. So first off, Let's hear some do fanboyism. it. So first off, do it. I would only probably get it if there was achievements. Um, they could do that, right? Uh, and the uh, the price would have to be right. But let's think about lo- the logistics of the, the actual product here. If it comes with the original controller, the controller will be bigger than the actual box. The oh. <laughs> uh, what if it's wired? What if it's inside Ugh. the controller? Maybe that's the plan the whole time. Maybe. <laughs> All right. I mean, it could fit on the Duke. Uh, Anyways, so I was kind of going through the list earlier today, and I actually stopped halfway through. Uh, one, you guys were adding some of the good games anyways, but 
I, we don't need to go through the entire list, uh, but some of the best ones on the OG Xbox were Amped, snowboarding game, uh, Blinks, Blinks the Time Sweeper. I don't want any hate on that. That was, that was fun. Uh, Fusion Frenzy, The Simpsons at Road Rage, foof. Good one. That was like Crazy Taxi, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. SSX Tricky is on my list. Uh, See, now you're starting to name games that were also on PS2. So, so it gets a little tricky matter. there. It's, like SSX it Tricky. Matter. I have two, it I does have, matter. I have two more. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that Come these on. were exclusive. I know one of them was. <laughs> uh, no, three of them. Uh, Jet Set Radio Future. Great. They, Jet Set Radio! We need, a, we need a remake of that, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, this game, I don't expect anybody here to play it, uh, but me and my friend loved it, and it's called Enclave. Anybody know about that game? I know. Yeah, actually, I have it. I, I know. I don't the remember. T- I could, I yeah, it. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I just know I loved it, and if I could find it again uh, <laughs> on a recent console, uh, I would get it. And then the last one is probably my favorite exclusive of all times of that generation, and it's Oddworld Munch's Odyssey. Munch, munch, munch. Suck it, never played any of the Odd World. Oh, I did forget about the Star Wars games, the Knights of the Fug Republic, so look out for those ones. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, I th- if, I, if, if they were to come out with one and it was the right price, I'd like to have one for the collection. But... Yeah, I would get one mostly for the collection because at the rate Microsoft's going, more likely than not, within five years, all these games are going to be backwards compatible anyway. And I would probably rather play them on the one. But let's say they don't do the OG backwards compatibility and these are the only ways to get on them. Yeah, I'd want one. And with it, what I'd want on it, similar to what you guys have kind of said, you know, the Halos 1 and 2, Fusion Frenzy... Uh, KOTOR but along with a few other ones that haven't been mentioned is Fable like I mentioned uh, I think it was last week I mentioned that Uh, Crimson Skies which they actually announced that at the backwards (coughs) compatibility OG launch at E3 last year but we haven't seen anything from that it's interesting Morrowind, The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind the best Morrowind uh I'd say Medal of Honor European Assault. I, I would. They have to throw a Medal of Honor on there. Those games are so good. And European Assault is my favorite out, out of all of them. You mentioned KOTOR L. The other Star Wars game that needs to be added is Battlefront 2. The best Star Wars game. That game is so good. Oh, yeah. It's got too many loot boxes, though, man. You can't have that. Oh, not that Battlefront 2. Oh. A good Battlefront 2. <laughs> I see the confusion. Yeah, the original. <laughs> And would it be would it be Battlefront Two Classic? I th- sure. Yeah, that's mm. actually a good differential. Yeah, we'll say that. Different. You know what I mean. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean. And yes, like L said, Mech Assault. Why have we not had another Mech Assault? Microsoft, you own the copyright to Mech. Titanfall was all right. I want another Mech Assault. I want a remaster of those games. I love them things. I like the first one over the second one. The second one I did not like as much as the original. Yep. I I think I remember liking the second one more, but I couldn't tell you why. 
Well, it looked a little bit better, but I thought the first one played better. That, honestly, I can't remember too much about the difference between them, but I really want MechaSalt back. I was tempted to just go play those things for fun a while ago, but it being so old, I highly doubt it holds up. I really want to, I really just want a new MechaSalt. But that kind of takes us into our discussion segment, which is going to be Xbox exclusives. Obviously, you know, Xbox, they have theirs. PlayStation, they have their own. It's the big one. But, you know, the biggest PlayStation game as of right now is probably Spider-Man. That's unfortunately an exclusive. I'm probably going to have to buy that per uh, just to play it. I have a PS4 just because it looks so good. But, obviously, All right, impromptu are, question. Would you buy a console just to play one game? Yes. Yes, I would. And I have. <laughs> I got the PS4, and the only game I've played on it so far is Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Oh, why would you admit that? Because oh, it's Digimon. You it's bought cool. a PS4 for Digimon? Oh, no. my God, Mike. No, to be fair, Scrotum I didn't hurts. God, I didn't why? buy it. It was actually a Christmas gift. No. Oh, oh but thanks, it, Santa. But it was still for $400 Digimon game. Wow. Hashtag worth oh. it. It was very did you good. Did you get all the trophies? No. Did you I play it? I played it again. Did I play it? Yeah, I put like 90 hours into it. I played the crap out of it. <laughs> 90 hours in the first day. <laughs> yeah, I think that math works out. And then you fell off the earth. What about you, Will? Would you buy a PlayStation or a Nintendo for an exclusive? Well, anybody who buys any Nintendo console is usually for one one to three games, so... Fair. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, well, remember besides when, your kids having to switch, would yeah, you... remember when Nintendo 64 launched yourself? with three games? Do you remember that? I knew you were a Nintendo 64 player. I never had an N64. No. Oh my gosh! I had a PlayStation. Yeah, and then Nintendo sixty four, you would get to play Mario, and that's it. So I guess in in that, with that said, probably yes, I would. Back in the day, I would. Now, probably not. Well, with that being said, what game would you buy now if you're to buy Spider Man? Spider Man, ah, I think. Because <laughs> it looks really fun. Just the traversal of it looks really fun. But I've heard it's a great story on top of that, and everything's supposed to be really good. And there's costumes to unlock and. <laughs> Oh, it just sounds so good, but just gonna have to leave it alone. What about you, Corey? Would you buy one for an exclusive game? Uh, I've really been debating about it for um, Spider-Man, but we should all get together, get together and play. Yeah, yeah. The logistics we can go to work out pretty well for that. I'll go Easy. down south. Oh man, I'll go down south with you, baby. Go about for Spider. Go about three, four hours uh, west, and you can pick up uh, Elroy on your way. Yeehaw! <laughs> uh, what about? Anyways, okay. uh, yeah, I've been really toying about getting a, a PlayStation Four recently because of Spider Man, uh, and then s- some days it's good, some days it's bad. I, I like, I'm, I'm looking for deals. Then the other day it's like, I'm never gonna play this again after this. So. Ultimately, probably not, but if the right I mean, deal came. Kind of opens up a rabbit hole. Would you then get God of War? Would you get The Last of Us and this and that? 
Kingdom Hearts 72,000 and an eighth and, and all that stuff. That's probably going to be the next game I buy. It's one of the, is the Kingdom Hearts remixes. So Brooke and I can play them together. Ah, uh, You can shoot Bambi together. Yeah, that's exactly what you do in that game. Ryan, how about you? You buying a PlayStation 4 or Nintendo Switch? I have both already. I have two Switches and a PS4. Oh, okay then. <laughs> Are they used? And No, all brand new. Um, I, like, I was actually going to get a PlayStation 4 Pro, but I haven't been playing at all. At all. Um, I actually got a PlayStation 3 for God of War when that came out, because I knew God of War was coming, because I really like God of War. Um, PlayStation 4 I bought just because it was a new system. I kind of do that a lot. Uh, I Switch I did not. The Switch I did not get at launch. Well, the Switch... Actually, I did buy a Switch for a game. Mm-mm. For one game. I know what it is. Go ahead. <laughs> for Minecraft. Minecraft yep. yep. <laughs> Achievements. Yep, I had to get the achievements, which I don't have them all yet because I was having issues with it connecting to worlds because of version conflicting. Yeah. But uh, the kids, I was going to not buy one, but because of things outside of gaming, the kids took the switch with them so I didn't have one so I went and bought one so I'm just going to buy my own so that's what I did so $300 for a thousand gamer score yeah seems, seems smart seems smart yep seems smart. yep totally okay well have you played any exclusive games on uh, PlayStation uh PlayStation not the PS4 no well no uh, What I played one of the launch games now that I think about it that came out on it and I can't think of the name of it it was really bad though ah uh. I only own like two retail games on the PS4, but I don't really own any games on the PS4 at all. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I I usually just buy systems and in the anticipation that there will be a game I want, and I don't want to. It's the FOMO, fear of missing out. So that's what I, that's how I look at it. Okay, that's uh, that's L's favorite acronym. Well, it could be F O M M O, fear of mighty mango missing out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, yes. There we go. <laughs> all, all right. right. That's how. Sorry for that's, derailing yeah. the Xbox exclusive talk. Go ahead. <laughs> that's all good. You're, we're used to it. What do you guys think are the best Xbox exclusive series or games? Games or series? We'll start with you, Mango. You have Gears, which is good. Halo, which is good. But I, I guess my favorite for a while was actually the Forza series because I like racing games. Probably because I hmm. do that kind of stuff with cars for real. Um, but I've actually enjoyed the Horizon games, which I didn't think I was going to like, but I do like them. Even though I haven't played 3 or 4, I played 1 and 2 quite a bit. Hey, Can you explain that's... to us the difference? Okay, so Forza is the, the racing one, which well, they're both racing games in theory, but one is more arcade style. So the Horizon series is done not by Turn 10, it's done by a different group. I forget the name of the, the developer for those, actually. Playground? But... Uh, is it Playground? I think it is. I think it does Horizon. I don't know. Continue. Yeah. So, so I got hooked on the original Forza because it's it was the Microsoft equivalent of Gran Turismo, uh, which I was big into on the PlayStation because uh, it was sim racing. Uh, yet, yet I never had the pedals and the steering wheel, which a lot of my friends have. So don't know why I really ever liked it, but I actually was at the point where I was importing the Japanese versions of Gran Turismo so I could have the game sooner. 
Nice. Uh, yeah. So when Forza came out, I was I didn't like the original one. Uh, the physics were off a little bit, but the second game, uh, it drove more normal. The physics seemed to be more accurate. Got hooked on that one. Played three quite a bit. Played four quite a bit, and then uh, five came out, and it's gorgeous. But I didn't like the career progression in it. It was kind of goofy compared to the other games. Uh, where they had series and it's just the the menu is bad the game is good but the menu is terrible but then uh, I started playing the Horizon games and the Horizon games are kind of I don't really call them like Ridge Race or anything like that because they're but they're more like Project Gotham Racing um, more arcadey style where you get points for drifts and I mean it it would be kind of an equivalent to the Need for Speed series but not quite because there's no police chases or anything like that. Right. But uh, very entertaining. They're, the races, they're still races, but they're fun. Uh, kind of no holds barred racing where you can jump over things and crash through things and <coughs> go off road and it doesn't matter. You don't get penalized for it like you do in the regular Forza series. So, um, But that would be probably one of the, my more favorite exclusive series that's been on the system. Halo used to be, but once 4 came out, it wasn't the same game, so I kind of fell yeah. off of that. And Gears, I played 1, and I played 2, and 3 just didn't do it for me. And 4, I loaded it up, and I was like, what is this? Nope. Um, I, the one I don't understand for exclusives that people like is State of Decay. I don't get it. I don't understand why people like that game. So, I've been meaning to try, but I haven't jumped in yet. Just one reason. Yeah, I... I didn't. Yeah, Freem is a big State of Decay proponent, oh, and yes. I don't understand. I don't. Sorry, bud. I don't. I don't get why you like it. I didn't really get the first one, but uh, the second one came out. And actually, I won it, but you know, it came out on Game Pass day one, and uh, I was into it for like I don't know, uh, six to nine hours probably. It was okay, but it's just a management game, really that's how i know i like it it's like left for dead meets a management game so that sounds up my alley just for what like i said for every reason have not tried it yet but before we continue real quick have you guys seen the forza horizon uh what's the newest one four now uh the four. bundle yep no i did not see the bundle okay so if you get the the special edition i forget what actually it's called but it's basically a hundred bucks. You get Forza Horizon three, Forza Horizon four, and this is physical only. It's not digital. Um, and twelve months of Game Pass. So for basically ten, for the price of ten months of Game Pass, you get twelve months plus two games. So if you're interested in the Forza Horizon four and you like physical, probably should go that route. It's a good deal. I'm considering it, and I don't even play the Forza games just you know save 20 bucks in the long run you be is does it include the dlc for three i because three's got quite a bit of dlc i um don't know about the dlc portion probably not i hate to correct you kenny no you don't i love to correct you there you go but i believe you get forza horizon 3 and forza motorsport 7 with that deal that's correct oh is it you don't get the new Forza you 4. get to play for via Game Pass, but you get to keep Horizon yes. 3 and Motorsport 7. 
Oh, okay. I miss, I miss it. Well, it's a good deal regardless because I mean deal. you can play both of them on Game Pass, I think. And if it, but I mean yeah. you could sell If you look at it as two sixty dollar games and hundred twenty dollars of Game Pass, then four hundred dollars is a good deal. Well even if you look at it at just the Game Pass, it's still a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. And by all accounts, Forza seven it was fantastic. Like I said. It's very good. I'm not a racing game fan. I don't. I can't personally attest to it, but everything I've heard, I know it's scored high. I actually found it funny that um, a month ago when we had Carnage on, there was a question about which exclusive we'd all swap out, and all of us picked Forza, but because uh, Mango wasn't on that episode, so it is funny. Well, yeah, and funny to yeah, and I, I I understand why people don't like it. It's a sim racer. It's a very niche game. It really is. I prefer kart racers. Yeah, a lot of people prefer kart racers or arcade racers, which is why Forza, the Horizon series seems to be more widely accepted. Crash Team Racing is better than Mario Kart. But anyways, <laughs> L, what what's your favorite Xbox exclusive games or the game series? You're such a troll, Kenny. Me? No. Yeah, I know, right? You can debate me in our Discord channel where we like to talk Final Fantasy and how Final Fantasy VII is the best. Absolutely, right. <laughs> well, besides the obvious of Halo and Gears, I love them both. Um, Titanfall 1 was only on Xbox. I believe PlayStation wound up getting Titanfall 2. It was on but Windows I found that very interesting. 2. Windows 2? Windows as, as well. I had Windows 3.1. T-O-O. Windows and Xbox <laughs> might as well be the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Non-Sony. Exactly. One interesting one I'm going to mention is Rare Replay, which was very cool when it came out. It was 30 games for $30, and it started the first wave of backwards-compatible games by including around eight Xbox 360 games. So I think that was a very cool exclusive that Xbox got. Uh, yes. Super Lucky's Tale is a recent one. Um, and Killer Instinct, which has been going strong for five years now, I think. Is it still going nice. strong? I'm sure it is. I don't think I've heard Did about you? it in a year. I'm sure if you went on there, you'd find randoms that would kill you. I get probably. I thought they added DLC in the last year. I think it's still going strong. Yeah, it's still going um, strong. There hasn't been another season yet, but it's still going. Little strong. polarizing game, but Sunset Overdrive I thought was very fun. That game was great. You go around and just do crazy things and, and the humor is right up my alley it's all kind of crazy toilet bee humor and puns and pop culture references so I really enjoy fourth it. wall breaks um, I have not played quantum break but I've heard that one's pretty good and Ori and the Blind Forest was an Xbox exclusive it's a very renowned game that most people seem to enjoy also so that was a good one it was a Windows exclusive Corey, Corey, <laughs> Ori is one of those games where it kind of Ori kind of makes me think of Psychonauts, where it's it's one of those games where it's very well received and well reviewed, but not a lot of people play it, or not enough people. Yes, a, a cult classic, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I hear nothing but good things about. It. I haven't picked it up since it. It's a platformer, and I kind of got to be in the mood. I'm not a big platformer. It's a Metrovania. 
<laughs> yeah, it's Kush. Metrovania. Metrovania. It's oh. a Metrovania with platforming elements. Ah, okay. And Sorry, Cuphead is a, another recent Xbox One exclusive. It's very beautiful and very hard. One of the most gorgeous looking games. I'll admit, before doing this, I actually forgot that Killer Instinct and Rare, Rare Replay were Xbox exclusives. Yeah, buddy. Well, Rare is on the Xbox bandwagon. I guess. I'm pretty sure Microsoft owns Rare now. Right. Well, after Sea of Thieves, I would imagine they are, which no one's mentioned. It's rare that anyone likes that game. <laughs> what a, what about Rise? We have oh, Rise was a great game. Yes, I, yeah. It, a lot of people said the combat was very repetitive, but I, you know, every time I did a, the killing moves on that game, it put a smile on my face, made me laugh. You know, the combat so in that game was very repetitive, but every time I did the killing moves, it put a smile on my face. Oh my god, it was so the good. combat moves in any game <laughs> gets repetitive after a while. Uh, actually, uh. I helped Corey out with an achievement in that game for UHH a couple of weeks ago. And it was fun getting back to it. I still think it looks gorgeous for a 2013 launch title. And I so feel like Rise is one of those games that kind of just flies under a radar. No one really talks about, but everyone that's played it loves it. Yeah, I got to work on the online multiplayer. Well, not you don't have to, you can do it all single player, but the leveling up to level 250 or whatever it is. I had to do that. I'm surprised we never got a sequel. I'm. S- I wonder how well it sold. Hmm. I hmm. don't know if someone would like to look that up. Let us know. But going back to see Thieves real quick, I guess I'll be that one person in the room. I actually really enjoy that game. I mean, obviously the biggest problem of it is you know going from one place to the other. There's just nothing to do on the boat. But when you actually find the interactions between you and another ship, so fun. Lots of fun uh, doing the doing the battles. I even enjoyed uh, looking for treasure. Although there is no way I will ever become a pirate legend. I like the game, I not that much. But Rocker, what's your favorite? Well, you've pretty much mentioned the entire catalog. Of, of Xbox <laughs> exclusives, um, I would have to say favorite is Sunset Overdrive. Pre-ordered that, nice. Bought it day one. I've almost completed it. Mostly, what's left is uh, Chaos Squad, which is the multiplayer. We got together one day. It's like eight of us to uh, help somebody out, and that was a lot of fun. And we didn't finish it, so we should get back to that someday. Uh, we should. Yeah, uh, you guys have mentioned everything else. Uh, that I mean, what's your favorite? Dead Rising Three is on that list. I, I, I say that one. I don't, do that one. I don't play Dead Rising games, buddy. Really? You afraid of blood? No, they just seem boring and slow. Oh. Um, so yeah, if we go down the list, Halo. Uh, yeah, Halo. Uh, Gears, Gears. Yeah. Quantum Break <laughs> was good. I uh, actually completed that one. Uh, out of all of the. Microsoft exclusive games. That's probably the easiest completion. Um, hard. It has a hard mode and an achievement related to hard mode, but uh, go figure. It's not hard. There's collectibles, but each level does a really good job of telling you exactly how many you grabbed. And there are excellent walkthroughs out there. 
uh, text walkthroughs, picture walkthroughs, video walkthroughs to suit your soul for however you like to go about collecting things in video games. But uh, that was a that was an enjoyable game. Um, Forza is Forza. I don't play motorsport. Horizons good, but I didn't get on that bandwagon until three. Uh, Cuphead is good, but I still haven't beat it. Uh, Rise is good, like we said. State of Decay is itself. Killer Instinct is a fighting game that's super repetitive. And yeah, yeah, a bunch of repeats on there. I am looking. Ultra Combo. Oh you found it, everybody. Yay. Um, <laughs> did you, Did anybody say Crackdown Three? Oh, we'd be remiss if we did not mention everyone's favorite vaporware. Because I've enjoyed the Crackdown games. I haven't played them to completion or anything like that. But uh, I am looking forward to number three that comes out. That is coming out in February. It's it's really it's really <laughs> happening. Uh, but, Microsoft yeah. right. promises us. Sure it is. And then uh, I enjoyed Ori. It's a pretty pretty difficult game. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, Will of the Wisps. Hopefully that comes out next year as well. Hi, oh, I got a sales number for Rise you. Son of Rome, by the way. Oh, cool. Hit me Ra- about it. Rise sold 1.28 million copies worldwide. Okay. Is wow. that good or bad? I'm going to say it's bad. I think that's good. Well, to say to compare it to Halo 5 Guardians, which sold uh, 3.14 sales. I don't think you can compare that to, million sales. to Halo. That seems unfair. Or, let's see here. What else we got? Forza 2... I'm sorry, Forza Horizon 2 recorded 1.21 million sales. So. How much you say Rise was? 1.4? 1.28 million, and this is as of 2016. 1.28 for Rise is in. I wouldn't say that's too terrible. Obviously, that's no. not the biggest. Being an Xbox exclusive, granted, Xbox One for the longest time has been behind, and it's a launch title. I mean, I. At, when the, when the Xbox One come out, twenty thirteen. So yeah, I'm yeah. correct. Yeah, so I mean that game's five years now. Obviously, that's not the best sales numbers, but considering that's a launch sale, that doesn't seem too terrible. And being a new game, it's not like you know, uh, a Halo where it's this long running series. Obviously, Halo, anything Halo is going to sell crazy amounts because everybody's going to buy it. But yeah, that obviously not the best, but it's not terrible. Yeah, so, yeah, and we haven't seen a sequel yet because of uh, Crytek basically going out of business, but yet they still own the rights to Rise. Well, Aww. not out of business, but a restructuring. Well, we need a grandson of Rome soon. <laughs> Go get some son of Rome. All right. Yeah, on, for myself, obviously, I think everyone knows my favorite Xbox exclusive and Xbox exclusive series, which is Halo. And obviously, Halo Wars falls under that category. It does? <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Sure. <laughs> okay, fine. Halo, Halo Wars, Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon. But yeah, Halo's the best series. Exclusive series, anyway, in my opinion. I'll give you that. But yeah. And that, that's the other thing. Like, We've just named off a ton of games here. This whole thing, you know, Xbox doesn't have games. That's kind of a lie. 
It did. It did at first. You know, like I mentioned a moment ago, Xbox One was definitely behind PlayStation for the longest time. It's not as bad as it is now. The race is a lot closer. PlayStation's still ahead. I'll give them that. I'm not, you know, that much of a fanboy that I'm going to say the one is ahead. They're ahead by a lot, to be honest. See, I, I don't think so. I think X the it's really catching up. We've got a good quality of we got a good list of games here, and there's quality here. The only difference is <laughs> when you look at a lot of these games, multiplayer. It's you know it's a lot of multiplayer games or games that are good for multiplayer. You know, Forza, the Forza series great for multiplayer. Halo, Gears, Sunset, uh, Killer Instinct, Sea of Thieves is all multiplayer. Titanfall. You know, they're all really good multiplayer games. Whereas, you know, like PlayStation, the biggest competitor, obviously, a lot of their exclusives are single player. I mean, God of War's big single player game, Spider Man, big single player game, um, uh, what's the, the, the Last of Us, big single player game. I think it's just dependent upon which one you go through. What do you guys think? So, I mean,. Sony, the, play, or the PlayStation, they have obviously a lot more exclusives. Uh, their general exclusives that they are used to making, that I know of, they usually don't appeal to me. Um, I don't care for the anime stuff. I, I don't care for the, I don't know what, what you'd even call JRPGs. it. JRPGs. There you go. I don't care for those type of games. Um <laughs> Really, the only ones that I can think of are the big ones this year that have come out that I would probably play. Even God of War doesn't intrigue me that much. Um, Same. That and, like, the last... If God of War had achievements, though, it would. Oh, for Mm -hmm. sure. But (laughs) only because of how much talk it's getting does it... Would I even try it? Um, Spider-Man's been the first one in a long time that I I just really want a PlayStation 4. Uh, so Xbox doesn't Xbox lacks uh, in in variety and sometimes in quality I tend to like their exclusives when I play them but uh, overall they don't get the best scores uh, there's one other PS4 exclusive that's pretty cool if you're a baseball fan uh, their MLB the show I will give you that that is a big exclusive that blows like RBI baseball out of the water I, without a doubt, I'll give you that. I forgot about that. I'm not a sports fan or sports game fan, so yeah. I will also. I didn't say, even know we considered. I didn't know we considered RBI baseball as competition. I didn't think it was even bad. remotely in the same league. It's it's, that's all we got. Competition. That's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got because 2K doesn't do them anymore. No, no yeah. more backyard baseball. That was. Fun. I will also say the other <laughs> thing that PlayStation does have over Xbox, which sucks most of the time is they have a lot of marketing deals. Um, if you play them, Destiny 1 and 2, they have they get their DLC first. Uh, Crash has been out on PlayStation for like a year now before it came to Xbox or somewhere close to that. Um, shoot, I just had another game I, that I forgot about. They get like the marketing deals. But, I mean, and in all the big games... They come to both consoles. You know, you, you like Assassin's Creed, it's on both consoles. You like Call of Duty, it's on both. It's on Red Dead, it's on both. Plus, the Xbox is the most powerful console, at least for now. Obviously, PlayStation 5 will probably trump it, and it'll go back and forth. But yeah, I just, 
I don't know. I, I don't think Xbox is that far behind, especially now that we have Game Pass, which is an incredible service. What do you think, Mango? You think I'm all? I for played. It? No, I, I, I'm, I'm such. I'm not even saying I'm a fanboy, but I'm so hooked on the meta game of achievements that, I mean, I sure, there are other games available on other systems that I like, but, uh, and I'll get them. Like I purposely went and bought all the God of War games, so I have them. But uh, I. I as soon as I sit down and play games, it's like, oh, I'll just play the Xbox because there's some achievements I can get instead. So, eh, is it, I'll play garbage on the Xbox before I play a good game. It's sad but true. That's why. That's why I bought a I Switch for his seventh Minecraft stack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But because there's achievements. I guess it's me. I'm, I'm a little bit. Well, I'm not a little bit. I'm way more casual when it comes to you guys. I'd much rather play a good game over, you know, Neo Geo. Yeah, you hit like a hundred thousand like a month ago. What are you up to? A hundred thousand five hundred? Don't give him that much credit. <laughs> but L, any thoughts? Uh yes, I would like to go to bed, so I have no more <laughs> thoughts. I have thoughts of sandwiches. I don't count sheep when I'm going to bed, I count sandwiches. <laughs> so I'm ready. Alright. Then I guess that'll about do it for the show tonight. Unless anybody has anything else to add, like a random review this time? Corey? Nope. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Well, in that case, if you want to find us, you can always reach out to us at any of our gamer tags. You know, we're on TA, Discord, Xbox, yada yada, Twitter, whatever. We're everywhere. And obviously, you can follow the show on Twitter at Achievements101. And be sure to join the Discord. You really should join the Discord. Great conversations. We've been talking Final Fantasy all this week. Missing out by not being there. Discord link is discord.io slash ah101. All right, guys. Talk to you later. See you next week. Bye. Bye. September is a busy month with all kinds of causes vying for your attention. At a very sequential segment headquarters, we noticed that it was National Atrial Fibrillation. Help me out, Em. Fibrillation. Thank you. Awareness. Awareness month. But we couldn't talk about that. Our heart just wasn't in it. We also put... uh, or we had talked about doing a list in recognition of it being World Alzheimer's Month, but we forgot what it was. Did we talk about that? I don't know. Huh. Oh, 
Ultimately, we wanted to make a list that we could sink our teeth in. Something we could take a bite out of over and over and over, even when we're not hungry. And thus, we decided to celebrate National Childhood Obesity Awareness Month with our... These are the achievements that would be terrible for the little porkers to consume. Or these achievements may highlight other individuals that may have beaten childhood obesity by graduating to adult obesity. Whatever the case, these Chivos are not part of a balanced gaming diet. They have very little gamer score nutritional value, but they sure are tasty. So sit back and enjoy. You don't have to wait any longer. We hope you enjoy our picks. But if we do a poor job with our selection, let us know. Whatever the case, Romain, calm. But first, before I drop another 10 food puns, it's time for some pleasantries. She is the 115th place gamer in the world in health and fitness games and number two in the state of New York of America. She is Matriarch. All right, that number is a little misleading, but um, cool. <laughs> I'll take it. it. It makes me sound far more healthy and fit and all that than I am, but I guess we'll discuss that more in a moment. Uh, allow me to introduce you with another probably misleading number. Here with me today is the 3,823rd ranked gamer <laughs> by Gamerscore in Connect-enabled games, Elroy OMJ. Well, thank you. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I just can't do it. I mean, it's just it's so, so difficult to work out in front of a camera and such. I mean, I just don't. I just can't do it. I figured I you'd know. like it because you kind of get to see yourself. Or maybe it's like you don't <laughs> get to see like yourself well enough because it's kind of poor quality. Especially oh, yeah. I'm all pixelated and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really but... see like your muscle definition when you're flexing your <laughs> indeed. games. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. But I, you, you, you did hit on a, an important part. I think uh, on the outset of this list about you know childhood obesity, we should probably explain our credentials. So... Yeah, what did you bring to the childhood obesity list? How do you gauge your level of health? I get the feeling that we are going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum, <laughs> which is why we are perfectly placed to provide this list this week. So I'm one of those folks that didn't just graduate from childhood obesity to adult obesity. I have my doctorate in it. And it's all fine. I'm actually generally pretty healthy. I could still do most things other than the knees and the ankles being creaky. But thank goodness, knock on wood or something close to it or whatever's nearby mm -hmm. uh no everything's everything's good i'm in a pretty good place so uh elroy i know you actually have some pretty well-defined uh <laughs> not just muscles but ideas on health and fitness and diet plans so um in less amount of time than it took for your part of the review raid <laughs> what do you have to say about it yeah let me say something I have been waiting for this question for like months now. <laughs> well, it took us so long to do this list, but uh, yeah. September only I, uh, rolls around once a year. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I can't wait to revisit this topic next childhood obesity uh, you know, a month. But 
Now, on the onset of this, let me just say that I, there's really no good way for me to talk about this without me sounding like a, a giant D-bag. So I'm just going to just jump right in and embrace the D-bagginess, and, and uh, I'm just going to just go right into it. So it may be obnoxious and uh, hashtag gains. But anyway, I, I consider myself to be pretty much uh, the picture of health. I, I work out every day. Uh, it's part of my routine. I work out. I chivo hunt. And my gamer score gets bigger, and my muscles get stronger. So it is the two things that I do basically every day besides the, you know, the stuff that everyone does, eat, sleep, and all that good stuff. So I think I, I've, I've thought long and hard how to answer this question. So I've come to the conclusion that I'm either delusional or I'm way outside the average. I'm not really sure. So a few years ago, I was applying for Ninja Warrior because I wanted to get on the show. And then I broke my foot. Unfortunately, oh. plain oh, no. soccer, indoor soccer got me. And so I thought it was going to be very difficult to make a, you know, make myself look like a badass in a, in a video with a broken foot and with a boot on my foot. So I didn't do it. And at that point, I was kind of in my peak health and I just never got around to doing it. And alas, this was a few years ago and now I am officially too old. So wait, wait, but, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry to interrupt you because I know... <laughs> Once you're going, you're going. But I got to hold you for a second. There's there's like an upper age limit on American Ninja Warrior. You know, honestly, I don't ever really watch the show because it makes me mad because I never got on it and I never oh, applied no. to it again. So I've watched just a few episodes and it seems like they're all in their lower 30s and and upper 20s. and, and Yeah, from... but there are also people who compete in like T-Rex costumes. That's true. That's uh, true. I, I could probably go on in my Mega Man costume. and uh, That would be amazing. Well, the blaster arm would be very difficult to navigate. All right, navigate but you'd be YouTube the, famous. Uh... It's totally <laughs> worth it. But anyway, so I, I go, I go to, to grab the bar, and my, my phaser just doesn't grab it, and I just fall in the water. And But, <laughs> but then you have that power-up that lets you shoot platforms, and you just jump on by, oh, and you'll that's be good true. to go. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would enjoy that. But it's like, I wish they had courses around here, so I could see if I'm delusional or not. Like mm-hmm. I know out, out in, uh, you know, uh, the... West Coast with a uh, good old Tom S. He, uh, you know, he probably has these little things, uh, obstacle courses set up everywhere where you could probably do this. But out here in Tennessee, we don't really have a ninja training course, so I'll never know if, if I could have excelled in it or not. But I just watch the show and shake my head because the ones I've seen, I'm like, I could do that. That's easy, but. And the reason is, is because a lot of this stuff is just body weight exercises. And that's where I excel. Like, I'm not a power lifter. I don't walk around saying, yeah, man, yeah, bro, I can bench, you know, this month. <laughs> you know, I'm not a, I don't have those numbers. I mean, I'm, I know I can bench well over my body weight, but I don't bench every day. It's not a measure I care about. So. I could probably bench a Twinkie. <laughs> just get it up there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I'm, I'm more of a my the exercise I'm most proud of is is I'm a beast on pull ups. That's my mm-hmm. that's my exercise of choice. I now I realize that in life you only are going to have to do one pull up. Like at worst case scenario, like you let's say you fall off a cliff, and you're holding on to a tree. I mean, you're you only got to do one pull up in life to survive. You're not <laughs> going to you know go down and knock out some more reps, but it's still fun to know how many that you can do. So I used to be able to do about 40 mm-hmm. nonstop, wow. but yeah, father time caught up with me. So uh, I, I'm usually around 35 now, and 
I understand that probably makes everyone's eyes roll, given that that's probably more pull-ups than most people can do in a lifetime. But first world, or not first world, but first bro problems. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do have a pull-up bar in my room at the school. And so I have a pull-up club. I have s- students doing pull-ups like all day. And, and on a slow day, when I don't have a whole lot planned for lessons, I'll knock out about 400 to 500 pull-ups in between teaching and checking on my students so they'll have more time when I get home. I don't have to work out, and I get more time on the Xbox. And, yeah, and then, you know, you healthy eating. I eat meat, meat veggies, nuts, and non-processed foods, basically. Those mm-hmm. are basically the four things. Fruit, that's kind of a dessert. And on that diet, you eat about 60 to 80 carbs a day. And, yeah, I'm that guy. So <laughs> just remember, abs are made in the kitchen. But uh, I will close in saying that, as the joke goes, I'm going to look really silly, like, laying in a hospital someday dying of nothing. Because, uh, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. But, oh, oh, and oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. That's okay. Y'all, y'all, can, y'all can scrub to the end. I'm sorry. But uh, I'm so upset today. Like, I Why? literally looked today, and I missed the Tough Mudder. Like, the Tough Mudder in Tennessee. There's only one. Oh, no. I mean, we only get one. And so I, I swore it was in October, and it, oh, no. I looked today because I was like, "Oh yeah, I should probably mention the Tough Mudder when I'm, when I'm talking." And and uh, and then I was like, "Oh, when is that? It's like second week in October." No, it was last weekend, and so I have to wait till next year to roll it back around. Oh and, man! And I enjoy those every year. I've, I heard someone describe those as basically the new midlife crisis for 40 year olds it's kind of <laughs> like uh you're like oh i'm just gonna go do a tough mutter you know and, and i'm young and or something i don't know but i just enjoy them because they actually allow me to uh show off the stuff that i work so hard on all year long oh, where no. these are right down my alley i it's cardio and then you do obstacles where you're just holding your body weight up and you're doing all these obstacles and stuff so here's uh, some pro tips for you i got i got tough mutter pro tips right here so okay. First thing you do, always schedule Sunday. Saturday's too busy. Don't do it. Unless you can get the first wave. That first wave, you want to do that on Saturday or Sunday. Because the biggest obstacle in these obstacle courses is not the obstacles. The obstacles are the freaking people, the, the horde. It's like, like one of those zombie defense games. Like, there's just <laughs> people everywhere. And so, like, if you get in a second wave, you got to get in front of all these first wave people because they're going to just make these huge lines at the obstacles. So for right. what I do, I schedule the first wave if it's Saturday or Sunday. I prefer Sunday because it's less people and I'm antisocial. And so <laughs> well, I <clearly. laughs> So I, I do the first first wave. I go by myself. I don't have any team or anything even though this these things emphasize teamwork. I am not there to make friends. I'm there to do the obstacles and I um uh, I kind of act like I'm looking for someone because who the, who the hell goes and does these things by themselves? <laughs> and so I act like I'm looking for someone because I usually show up a little late. And then I like meander my way to the front of the line, kind of looking for people. And then I just kind of start start stretching. And, and no one's ever said anything to me. And so I get to like the front of the line. And then when you, when they say go, the flames go up and you just take off. You haul ass out of that. And then you'll get to the front of the line. You get to the obstacles first. And then you don't have to worry about all these people. And so mm-hmm. what I do is I do the obstacles. I do them over and over. I finish the obstacle and I go back and I redo it. And then I wait until, you know, I start seeing people coming in in the distance. And I'm like, okay, I better stay ahead of them. And so it's like I'm running from a zombie horde almost because I don't want to have to wait in line on these obstacles. Because sometimes you'll wait like 45 minutes for an wow. obstacle and it's ridiculous. So I don't know. Anyway, there's your pro tips. I'm done talking about my health. Excellent. 
Well, that's um, that's a lot to digest. We'll timestamp that at 12 minutes and 36 seconds on the recording. Um, Oops. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, it wouldn't be the worst we've done. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was exciting. You're, you're the expert in segueing from this, from my rant. Tried. So what you got? What, I, what I've got is uh, we were going to talk a little bit about feedback, but we have to pull back the curtain here a little bit. We, yeah. Elroy and I, both wrote our takes on this a little while ago. And we've been kind of sitting on this because I went away for a couple of days and then I was sick and all this other stuff happened. So clarification, I didn't sit on it. I stood. That's true. I, I would not accuse you. Of, Hashtag gains. I would not accuse you of sitting <laughs> at all, ever. You don't sit. You just do pull-ups until it's time to move to the next thing. Uh, so uh, we didn't get a whole lot in the way of feedback, but we do want to point out how awesome it was to have X the Hero on the last time we recorded. And people did love having X the Hero on, and he was great. So hopefully, possibly, You'll definitely, oh, we'll have him back. on in the future. I have to drive up to Pennsylvania myself. We're getting him back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He will definitely be around. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much where we stand. So are we ready to tackle childhood obesity? Uh, our child. <laughs> how, how are we calling this? The Childhood Obesity Awareness Month list. It's basically a list about food, right? Yeah. You're supposed to say it more happy because we're celebrating. Or we're, we're, <laughs> we're celebrating. We're, we're raising awareness. We're raising awareness. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so here we are. Mm-hmm. Going to kick off with the honorable mention. Honorable mention. All right. Let me start this one with a small disclaimer. Uh, I'm apparently really awful at pronouncing Italian foods correctly. I don't know. Hey, if you it's would. okay. It's okay. Yeah, usually, I try to throw on my best best fake accent, and I just miss the mark completely. And I say things, you know, Americanly. So uh, I apologize. <laughs> I, I never I never do that. <laughs> no, not at all. So I apologize in advance if my pronunciations of foods like mozzarella and ricotta bother you. But that's how I say these things. And the reason why this is important is because if the way I say these Italian foods offends your eardrums, you ought to be aware that I'm going to continue to do so by highlighting the gnocchi, I believe that's how it's pronounced, or pro- possibly gnocchi, Thursday oh, achievement in Nero. I would have gone with nachi. Nachi. Kind of like like bocce ball. Oh. I, I, I no. think anytime you see a double C, it's supposed to be a, a k sound. I, somebody told me that rule at some point. Oh. So I'm going to go with it. And we're going to call right. it gnocchi. And gnocchi's like little round pasta hmm. that's quite tasty. You've probably never eaten it because one of these little gnocchi has the 60 or 80 carb I was starting to recoil from the microphone here. <laughs> um, but in Nero, which stands for nothing ever remains obscure, uh, you are tasked to get this achievement called Noki Thursday. So as a game itself, it is pretty straightforward. There are some puzzles you have to solve throughout, but there's really nothing particularly trying. There are also collectibles in the game that obviously require collecting, but there's a chapter select, so really nothing that you have to do in the game is too difficult. It's also a three to four hour completion, so it's a pretty solid game to get if you're into the gamer score thing. Now, as always, Elroy, any experience with Nero? Oh man, this game, I tell you what, it, I I missed, I did like a crappy walkthrough on this game. And oh. Somewhere I missed, there's a collect, there's collectibles galore in this game, and and I missed one somewhere along the line, and I could not figure out oh, for the no. life of me where this thing is. So I had to play this game basically twice all the way through, and finally got got it finished and put to bed. And 
it it was maddening. But this one that you're talking <laughs> about here, this one was I think I think it was the last one I got, but it was yeah, for me I, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but that's there you go. Oh yeah. My apologies for stepping oh, over no. you. It's you're it's good. all these carbs I've eaten. I've got to work them off. <laughs> Ditch those breads. Carbs are the enemy. But everything about Nero is, is your pretty standard idea at Xbox sub three hour completion uh, if you have a good walkthrough. That is yes. until you've completed everything else and somehow realize you've missed out on Noki Thursday. Now, the game as a whole is honestly a little depressing. So I'm not going to touch on that too much because I don't want to spoil it in case someone has, uh, hasn't played it yet. Why are you bringing up a depressing game when we're celebrating childhood obesity? Well, I'm I'm not going into detail, but I, I have to be forthcoming with all of my information. And if somebody Indeed. wants to celebrate childhood obesity by playing a depressing game, they ought to know that before going in. It's all part of the tale. Um, so if you're going to slog through walking through Nero, and I, I really do mean that because you walk very, very slowly, even when you are allegedly running, uh, I wouldn't want to ruin the story, which I think is one of the game's strength. But I will tell you, like Elroy showering us with puns, this this achievement does come a little out of nowhere. Um, being sad or fighting being sad, it can take a lot out of you. So it is important to stop and eat, just like David, our main character, Nero does. And in Chapter 3, he comes across a cafeteria. And if you take a second to look closely, there's a menu posted with the day's eats. And on Thursday, guess what food it is that is available to eat in the cafeteria? It's a noche. Perfect. Now, of course, we're not recommending that you carbo-load too much. That would be bad, and Elroy might have an aneurysm on the air. But we might recommend you load your save offline if you need to get this one done. The achievement requires you to log in at one of three very specific sets of times, which represent breakfast, lunch, and dinner, since Noki is apparently an anytime food, which is exciting. Problem is, those times aren't local to your time, and exactly what time they are isn't really clear. Like, at least so far as my research went, the developer didn't say this was set at UK time or at West Coast time or whatever it is. So the times that you can eat your Noki are 7.30 to 10.30 a.m., whatever standard time, 12.30 to 2.30 p.m., or 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Anyway, just boot up your game during these times, or you can do this offline. And under the menu in the cafeteria, there'll be a little bowl of gnocchi for you to enjoy. Just don't overdo it with your emotional eating. <laughs> that makes so much more sense to me now, man. That that achievement, made, it made me angry. I, I, I kept <laughs> logging on. I had no idea that I thought it was standard to whatever your time was. I didn't realize there was no. issues with the time. And so I would, I'd be like, where is this, you know, this bowl of food? I, I look all around that depressing cafeteria and nothing and <laughs> i swear yeah okay well, and, and you'll sense. definitely know if you're playing through the game you'll definitely know if the noki's there because it's a bright red color compared to everything else in the game which is in a blue hue so if you yep. log in at one of those times and it's not there just try back an hour later or try back <laughs> two hours later whatever it is or you can do the offline trick where there there is a solution for that on true achievements that you can check out for how to do that all right well i wish i had known that <laughs> all right well number five get 60 minutes of exercise every day this one comes from dark dreams don't die also as the cool kids say d4 so the achievement is mill of the day worth five gamer score 
So this achievement can be gained simply by triggering a cutscene in which you eat. It features a former childhood obesity superstar known as Forrest Kazen. Now, I haven't made it too terribly far into the game, but uh, the uh, uh universe <laughs> is trying to drop me a hint, given that it was basically on every week I had. And, like I think it was on the first two or three weeks that I had of the uh. And uh, it, I got, finally got one out of it. I, yeah, it was on the first three. I got one out of three, but... I did last long enough in this game to witness forced credentials to our wonderful childhood obesity list. So once you've finished moping around, which I guess is what the game's all about, is moping around your apartment, while, and then while you're there, you're, I want to say you're attacked, but I'm not really sure if that's the right word. I'm not, I'm not 100% if it was something sexual or uh, so it was like one stop short of a furries castaway island paradise type thing whatever it was you're you're like standing there and then uh, a scantily clad woman who thinks she's a cat bursts through your door and scratches you up while spitting a dead rat into your mouth so you with me so far <laughs> I, I i've played the game so oh okay I so this is this is normal to you very familiar uh all right. with, with all of this one thing uh, as an aside for all this it, it it's I don't mean this in any rude way, but it's Japanese. And the storytelling is sometimes very hard to follow because of that, I think. I don't think that she's, like, she might be a representation. Like, she's a physical character, but she might be a representation of some psychological construct as well. So is there as many furries in Japan as Europe? Um, We could do a survey. Yeah, we'll, we'll run the numbers. We'll get back all right, to you on we'll that. All right, we'll get back to that. So, all right. So... Like I said, I haven't made it that far into the game. All I know is some woman comes through the door and it's kind of gross. She's spitting dead rats in your mouth and she's attacking you. And but it's sensual. But yeah, uh, it's at that point that Forrest makes an appearance. And after you talk to him, it enters one of my favorite cutscenes I have seen all year, <laughs> in which you eat a meal with these two weirdos. Now, not that the main character is the the poster boy for normal, but yeah, it's it's a very wonderful collection of weird. So the sequence opens at the dinner table where Forrest has cooked up a massive pot of clam, of clam chowder, which uh, and he apparently ordered a couple of pizzas because there's pizza boxes sitting there. Mm -hmm. And they made a nice bowl, nice large bowl of salad. Looked really good. But Forrest finishes his first large bowl of chowder, and as he holds the bowl to his pie hole and finishes like shoveling the contents therein into his said mouth um he immediately goes back for seconds the process repeats to which force then goes back for thirds and basically what remains in the pot leading us to believe that we joined them mid-mill given like the lack of chowder that was remaining in the pot i don't know how much he made but it was a big pot and you combine that with the high watermark of the residue of the clam chowder on the inside wall of the pot. See? Who's <laughs> the detective now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but we don't know how many bowls of clam chowder Forrest destroyed. But the oddness of the scene is increased first by the odd cat lady that like sits somewhat like a cat and picks odds and ends out of a food bowl that is like a food like a cat's food bowl. And nobody ever addresses her. <coughs> Second... David, the main character, he just sits there and does 
like a close encounters of the third kind type of impersonation as he cracks crackers over and over over his teacup of chowder until he's built this little mountain on in his teacup. And then once the chowder has been consumed, guess what? They move on to the pizza that was ordered, I, I assume. And David actually takes a bite of it before he throws it off to the side, perhaps playing fetch with his cat lady. But <laughs> the way he is illustrated, he looks comically angry the entire time he's eating. It's like <laughs> Jules Winfield has nothing on him as he bites into the big kahuna burger. So... Mm, that is a tasty burger. But <laughs> Forrest, on the other hand, does more than just sample the pizza. That's, he takes not one, not two, not three, not four, but five pieces of pizza, stacks them on top of each other, and then <laughs> eats them all in about four bites. I have never seen this done. <laughs> but I was I sat there in horror and, and, and equal amounts of amazement as it all transpired in front of me and it couldn't help but make me think of a uh, previous time in my life or in, well actually even up to the current there might be someone in my family that eats with about as much table manners as this uh, gentleman <clears throat> and I might have grew up <laughs> with him by the way I have one brother now the entire time by the way Forrest is carrying on a very spirited like, it's a very spirited conversation about chowder it's truly amazing that the old boy has, like, he didn't choke to death. It also amazes me that the nutritional aspect of this meal. The pizza alone, with the average slice of pizza containing approximately 40 carbs, means that he skyrocketed past 200 carbs in this cutscene. <laughs> that is not even taking into account the stats on the chowder which he ate, which would vary depending on how it was fixed, but generally speaking, it was a lot of everything. So... You add in the new salad's nutritional facts. Oh, wait. You don't have to do that. It remains untouched on the table the entire sequence. So whatever the totals may be in this relatively brief cutscene, netting you the meal of the day achievement, Force safely consumes as many carbs as I consume in a full week. He is an impressive figure for round children everywhere to look up to. I know if I were to consume that many carbs... It would give me the runs, Forrest. The runs. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and he spends, doesn't he spend the entire scene also, like, coaching the main character? Like, you need to eat more. You need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole scene is just bizarre. Yeah. I love that scene. You got to look it up if you haven't played it. It's it's worth a look. The whole game is pretty bizarre. And and as a, <laughs> an aside, it's it's not as difficult as the ratio might suggest if you are interested in playing it at all. It's... There's a really great walkthrough on True Achievements, and it's definitely a game that is, is worth discussing if you know anyone else who's actually gotten through it. Yeah, Waka suggested it for me. That's the only reason I played it, and I, I just got I just lost interest. And thought, <laughs> well, if I have to play this for, uh, I'll play it. And then it came up on, uh, and I didn't play it. So, yeah. But we celebrated childhood obesity. With There you go. Meal of the day. <laughs> Oh, number four this week. Number four. Is, um, well, let me start this way. Now, Elroy, do you know what a superfood is? But I like milkshakes. Protein shake! Oh, man. I know a lot of superfoods. 
Okay. Yeah. Every day I'm brustling. <laughs> All right, great. So examples we'll probably get to in a couple minutes. But before I started uh, to research my next achievement, I decided let me look up what a superfood is because the achievement mm -hmm. is titled It Really Is a Superfood. And you can find it in Sesame Street Once Upon a Monster. The really, I, I don't know, it's one of my favorite Connect games because it wasn't too big on the exercising stuff but still made you dance and move and it was it tracked okay and it was fun to play with smaller kids it was mm. good all around did you play that one at all is that the same one where you uh have fun with elmo at the beach no no that's connect sesame street tv is this is this the the bonus disc that exprovo's got with his, uh... <laughs> no, no that's... now guys quit <laughs> emailing and quit texting and quit sending instant messages to Exprovos about his ability in Sesame Street. He got the <laughs> achievement. Just stop sending them. Okay. Sorry. Right. And and confusingly, that's Connect Sesame Street TV DVD. So a whole different list. But this is uh, Sesame Street Once Upon a Monster, a game that was developed by Double Fine, uh, specifically to create a new character, but it uses Elmo and Cookie Monster, and, and it's it's a cute little game. If you still have access to a Kinect and haven't played it for whatever reason, I would totally go for it. But in researching this, I was trying to figure out, you know, what exactly is a superfood? Because I have my impression of what it is. Mm -hmm. But what do I know, right? Because clearly I can't write a thesis on health the way that Elroy can. <laughs> so interestingly, I got two different results when I sent my re research goblins to Google. On um. one hand, I got the dictionary definition, which is as follows. Quote, a nutrient-rich food considered to be especially beneficial for health and well-being. And this more or less matches what I thought. You know, you hear about negative calorie foods. It's just, it's a good food. Okay, cool. But wait, then, honey, wait, 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 wait. We forgot to properly introduce this. What? This is the educational portion of the show. Oh, oh, right. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to wrap it up. Quick oh, too. sorry. But okay. yes, it is educational portion. But what's interesting to me is on, you know, when you search on Google and there's that left hand panel or um, right hand panel that mm -hmm. usually has like the Wikipedia information for it. Well, mm -hmm. the Wikipedia information says, quote, <clears throat> superfood is a marketing term for food with supposed health benefits as a result of some part of its nutritional analysis or its overall nutrient density. Which sounds less good for you and more good for whatever food company is slapping that claim on their label. But I just thought this was an interesting distinction that I needed to bring up for no reason other than we needed an educational portion. Absolutely. Yep. Now, of course, many institutions are trying to combat childhood obesity, like the government's MyPlate, which if you're around Elroy and I's age, it's the food pyramid. Kind of the same <laughs> idea with a little different uh twist on it or programming such as sesame street that ripped the heart out of but infused health into all of us when cookie monster began to inform us that cookies are indeed a sometimes food or a never food if you're elroy <laughs> a cookie monster and his pal elmo star in double fine sesame street once upon a monster as i was explaining before and it it was pretty good at marrying the technology for the connect and learning lessons of friendship and fun and helping others and in one of the chapters elmo and cookie monster along with our friend furry old grover have to help seamus who's a character who was created for the game prepare for a play and one of the tasks in that chapter is to try out several costumes and to do poses in them it's all very simple low-key kind of stuff well one of the poses is the noted superfood broccoli trade that burger for broccoli Trade that bacon for Brussels sprouts. These things all start with B. B stands for obesity, which you won't be if you put down the bun.
And what pose does one have to strike to emulate the superfood broccoli? Oh. Do you get to flex? Do you get to flex? Well, we're going to find out, right? What kind of fabulous maneuver do you have to pull off to represent the food, which is an excellent source of vitamin C and K? How many calories do you have to expend to show that you are as super as this king of vegetables? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Take a bow. That's it. Just take a bow. What? But, But really, it's appropriate. Broccoli should take a bow for all the good nutrients that it provides us. Why would it be included in a list of achievements uh, about achievements that are not good for you or for your balanced diet? Well, that's because most of us don't eat broccoli in its natural state. It's either mixed with... No, we don't. (laughs) You do. (laughs) You're the outlier. (laughs) I I love my broccoli now. I actually love my broccoli too, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've also eaten it all those other delicious ways it can be prepared, like mixed with some cheese slather or with butter or with... You know, as one of those, like, two gross pieces of broccoli they include with your sesame chicken at a Chinese food place. <laughs> now, we're not really judge- here to judge you, or, well, I'm not here to judge you. I can't speak to El- oh, how Elroy yeah. is approaching us on how you eat your food. But remember, when the achievement description say- states, quote, now go eat some broccoli, it probably isn't including all of these other awful ways to eat it. Just go grab some fresh store-bought broccoli or taken from a farmer's mar- market and just rinse it off and enjoy it as it is organic of course of course yeah after you uh soak it in baking soda but uh, yeah all right so (laughs) (laughs) i I won't i won't get bogged down in you you threw a lot out there i have a lot of thoughts on that stuff but uh i don't want to keep people for an hour and a half so (laughs) number three the food run top of the food chain which is worth a hundy it's a hundy game score so, in this groundbreaking game that is completely original, I mean, <laughs> it features a circular hero who has little more than a mouth who can move left, right, up, or down while eating. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Once all the food on the screen is gone, <laughs> you advance to the next stage. I am so surprised that it didn't catch on in arcades all across the world a couple of decades ago. You played this one in? I have, actually. It was one of those great uh, streak extenders on Win 10 because yep. everything came pretty easily. But it's a fun little game. Yep. So for this achievement, you simply have to eat 10,000 pieces of food, which can be kind of grindy at times, but it's not too bad. There's certain stages you can knock that out real fast. But the good part, besides the 100 gamer score, is that you will hit a couple other achievements along the way, such as... The icing on the cake, Chivo, for eating 7,500 pieces of food. And guess what? It's worth 75 gamer score. Hmm, I see what they did there. <laughs> now, the walkthrough guide, it is a fascinating read. I took this straight from the walkthrough. Let me read a part of it to you. <clears throat> Level 4 1. Right. Down. Right. <laughs> left. Up. Left. Right. Up. Right, left, up, right. I mean, oh, woo! That is some <laughs> colorful language, isn't it? I mean, it really puts you there. It paints a picture. I mean, it's hard to top that. I mean, so the reading alone is worth it, but that pretty much encompasses the entire game. It is impressive, however, that you can, you know, that such a small little ball thing with a mouth can consume so much food. And that's why he's on this list, or she. But 
Pizza, ice cream, apples, cakes, you name it. He, she, it will eat it all. The game is all about eating. Fortunately, the little dude is not sitting on the couch achievement hunting after consuming all those calories and evil carbs. She is up and moving, getting some exercise. If you make him turn where there isn't a wall, she will just keep on going forever or until your computer joins Skynet, becomes self-aware, and closes <laughs> the stupid program before shooting you in the face. Now, what is really impressive is that the screen is not a hot mess with an accompanying amount of food run scat. So one can only assume that the food run guy has no orifice. I mean, yeah, I never saw one. And that it excretes its waste in other ways, possibly. M, are you familiar with any animals that lack an anus? It really wasn't a question I considered till like four seconds ago. <laughs> well, there's there's a couple. Wait, educational section part two. Oh yes, go. Educational section. Yes. <clears throat> Starfish and sea cucumbers, no anus. Hmm. Okay, so <laughs> what's that? <laughs> wait, wait, what'd you say? You, you want to know more about possum scat? Well, oh, no. since, yeah, well, since you asked, <laughs> possum scat, it's about medium to large size. It, it looks a lot like dog poo. It's about three-fourths inch in diameter or larger, and the ends are usually tapered, and the sides are usually smooth. So, you know, it tends to be more curly than straight, and interestingly enough, sometimes mold will grow on the feces. Other times, it just wears a creepy mask and roars at light bulbs while protruding out of a toilet. Now... Guess what, Em? I, I can't. What? <laughs> That's all I got on this one. Oh. Rectum. Yeah. Rectum. I should have wrote more about it. But I didn't since there's not a whole lot about this game. Or you just keep being you. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, are we ready to move to number two? Number two. Are you drinking enough water? 60% of your body weight in ounces every day. Alright. So number two isn't following up on any of the droppings chatter. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are certain entries that really just write themselves, right? Sometimes we come up with the list mm -hmm. and it's really because there's one game that comes to mind. So this oh, is like absolutely. Barbie and her sister's puppy rescue in our aww list. Aww. <clears throat> yeah. Or... Paying that awful adventure pop achievement to go away, since paying at all is no longer an option in our free-to-pay-to-go-away list. So that said, it should be little surprise that everyone's favorite co-op kitchen adventure, Overcooked, landed on this list. Look, we know very well that just because a game seems like it would be a good match for a list, it doesn't mean that it is necessarily. Achievement names and actions are, unfortunately, frequently uninspired and fall into pretty bland categories of accomplish story-related task, or collect things, or kill things, or die a bunch. Thus, it's relieving that when a game pops to mind for one of our lists, that the research confirms it's actually a good choice. Um, Elroy, you like puns, right? I do. I'm and, guilty. Guilty. <clears throat> right, and you started us off, as you frequently do, with a multitude of food puns. <laughs> and so, too, does the achievement list in Overcooked. Let us begin. The first <laughs> yeah. achievement in the game is just for starting the quest. And that's wonderful. It's food. It's punny. It's exactly what you want it to be. It's also sneaky in that, well, much like lettuce, it has little nutritional value of its own and will contribute only one point to your gamer score. Uh, I must say so. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Say, say no, what you need to say. Uh, 
mean, well, it depends on the lettuce that you're eating. I mean, lettuce has like nothing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's iceberg, not romaine. Yeah, nothing. But the darker the lettuce, the better it is for you. You got to eat those greens. Just make a nice leafy salad. Eat one salad a day. <sighs> right. If if you have to eat like eat kale, eat romaine, iceberg lettuce has nothing in it. It's just like water and gross leaves. Right? Is that that fair? That is a a very fair statement. Okay. Excellent. Spinach. So spinach is good for you. Spring right. Too. There's plenty of good dark green leafy vegetables. So, are you like me? Now I need to go back to finding my script and seeing if this makes sense anymore. <laughs> sorry, I, I, you, you brought up lettuce. I, I overreacted. I'm sorry. I felt that's, like it's going to explode if I didn't talk about that's lettuce. That's okay. And then, that's yeah. okay. We let yeah. you, you fix that problem. But okay. where we started from is that, again, low nutritional value, value in iceberg lettuce, just yep. like the one gamer score you get, which is low gamer score value. But if you're like me and you have a need to not have weird achievement values go unmatched, you can get the hero of time. Get it? Time? T-H-Y-M-E? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Which you earn for completing the game. And that'll get you the 99 points. Or is it 199? I don't remember offhand now. But it, it evens up your gamer score. Oh. Now, my personal favorite punny achievement in the game is the pieces I ate. Sorry. Because <laughs> while I get that they're apologizing for eating food, I like to imagine that they're apologizing for the pun pieces of eight, since this achievement is for finishing a kitchen on a pirate ship. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it are. And it's just a couple days after talk like a pirate day. So totally appropriate for everything that we're. I, I you know, I, I actually honored that day at school. We have walkie talkies. I'm, I'm one of the cool people that has a walkie talkie and not every teacher has one. So I'm special, Ooh. but yeah. So I, I, I'm at the bus stop every morning and I have to report the bus status. And so I got on the walkie talkie and I just thought everybody knew it was that day. And so I was like, yars, Sergeant Aldridge, I'll be a bus <laughs> fare for ya. And so I, I, I had I just talked like that the whole like for a good five minutes, you know, keeping him updated and everything. And so then I went back and everyone's giving me strange looks and and I guess it was lost on these people. They one person told me they didn't know what I was doing and the second person said it sounded Russian. No one said it sounded like a pirate. So I, I guess I need to work on my pirate. <laughs> so I'm doing Russian pirates apparently. So anyway, I, I digress. Huh. This isn't one of those work games, is it? Because uh well, uh, no one's really gotten back to me if they want to go work on a farm with my Uncle Kenny or my Uncle Gary, but uh, um, that offer's still on the table, but I guess maybe there's people in the in the cooking industry that would probably shake their head against this one, too. Mm-hmm. I used to work in the food industry. I, was, I worked at Steak and Shake, and uh, I, w- I wasn't... Uh, um, I was in the back office. I was the marketing guy for him, but... Yeah, that, that was a previous life, and I saw some stuff, man. There was, like, a prostitution ring being ran out of there, and uh, I... Oh, yeah, so, okay. So, uh, number one. Number one. Gluttonous from Dead Rising 3. So, one of my favorite games on the Xbox One is Dead Rising 3. Y'all come at me. But... I'm sorry, I just felt defensive there for a second. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention good old Darlene in this celebration of childhood obesity. So one of the best and worst parts of Dead Rising 3, depending on who you're talking to, was the one-upping of over-the-top psychopaths. So in the original Dead Rising, the psychos, they were somewhat relatable, albeit a tad extreme. 
like the photographer guy, eh, it was kind of a stretch, but ultimately you could see how maybe someone could have had that reaction and gotten to that point when a zombie outbreak breaks out and, you know, if they got pushed through the limit, it was, you know, I don't know, but you know, some, you have a shootout with Carlito right out of the gates and spoiler alert. I mean, it's like five minutes into the game, but it was somewhat grounded. You could see that it was, it was normal ish, but in dead rising Two, being a sequel, you have to do more. So, a lot of the eccentricness of the psychos, uh, it was upped. But you could attribute that to basically the Vegas-type atmosphere. So it wasn't really a stretch. You're like, oh, okay, there are entertainers out there. So, you know, it was somewhat still relatable. In Dead Rising 3, they said F it. And they just made the psychos huge caricatures of stereotypes, such as women weightlifters or computer nerds. Or in some cases, they just went completely off the board such as the battle with Dylan Fuentes. Have you seen this one? Yeah. <laughs> if you do not know who Dylan Fuentes is, apparently it's a, a, a real person too. I, I didn't know that. And so uh, I don't know if it came out. Or this guy was um, before or after Dead Rising 3. But he's a very sexual man. Um, he's kind of a gimp, if you will, gone rogue. So I guess this is what a gimp would do if they were went turned psycho during a zombie uh, apocalypse type thing. So D- Dylan Fuentes, he will kill you with his flamethrower penis. Yes, flamethrower penis contraption. Now, sidebar, this penis, this flamethrower penis contraption, it is not forked. So he cannot impregnate a possum. But if you see the cutscene, I am willing to bet he would be up to the challenge. But attached to this contraption is two giant propane tanks that, as you might guess, are in the shape of testicles. Sorry, Johnny Five, too soon. But all I can say is, this battle is nuts. It is a ball, though. But this list, however, focuses on Dearest Darlene. This isn't about Dylan. This is about Darlene. And both these cutscenes are very much worth your time to look up on the YouTube. But Darlene is a representation of any obese woman that you have seen on a scooter at the Sizzler or maybe at Walmart. So you investigate the local Sizzler. And in this case, you run into a panicked man who is trying to get some food from the very plentiful buffet line. The problem is, is that Darlene is there and she is hungry. And she wants all the food for herself, as evidenced by the, again, YouTube search-worthy cutscene in which Darlene says she is hungry and says that all the food is hers. Again, I'm a detective. Now, as Darlene demolishes about 10 burgers, the man slips from her view and attempts to get some food. What happens next can only be classified as the premier sport death sequence in video game history as Darlene's spots him, becomes enraged, and then scoots over to him and stabs him as vigorous as a massively obese woman is able to do. The whole thing is really forked up, and I will not forget it anytime spoon. Now, side note, I do own a titanium spork. My brother got it for me. I have no idea why or where it currently is. Do you have any sporks? Yeah. 
You obviously questioned Darlene as to why she just eviscerated this guy like she was a velociraptor, a really, really fat velociraptor that is on a scooter. Velocicooter? I don't know. But speaking of him, or speaking of which, being the caricature that she is, takes offense in the discussion that follows when you suggest that maybe she's had enough to eat. She starts screaming about how, are you calling me fat? And, and a boss battle, not to be confused with a crab battle, takes place. Now, Darlene's main defense is that she keeps vomiting on you and um, everywhere else in the room, which causes you to slip as you try to avoid her attacks as she's trying to scoot on top of you and, and run you over and such. And any attempts to counter, you're, it's hard to do when you're laying on the ground. But she is somewhat elusive as she scoots around making gross guttural and intestinal noises like, uh, 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 yeah. And, and her belly it flaps around like the handlebars. It's kind of comical at times. But uh, fortunately, Darlene, as we established, is very hungry. And thus you can quickly dispose of her as she keeps shoveling food into her face during the battle. Once taken care of, and true spoiler alert, she charges you one last time, and her scooter slips on the vomit, causing her to land on her back, and then she proceeds to vomit blood into her own mouth, and then suffocate. Bleep bloop! You get your 25 gamer score as the gluttonous Chivo pops. Now, the main issue I have with this battle is that the spork is not the main weapon of choice. Rather, she opts for throwing kitchen knives at you, instead of using the spork that she very handedly used in the opening cut of the cutscene. The spork is not even available for you to pick up, and it cannot be combined as a combo weapon. This is very unacceptable. They should re-release Dead Rising 3 and re-spork it, and where you play as Frank, who appreciates a good spork, and call it Dead Rising 3 off the menu. Sidebar, I found out this week that like they closed the Dead Rising studio and I'm very sad. Yeah. Absolutely. And once again, we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoyed our nom 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 nominees. As M said, don't forget to pull up the show notes and send us any feedback. I mean, you should always be doing those pull-ups after all. And with that, let the countdown to our next list Begin now. Childhood obesity achievement. Hi, have you heard of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds? Up to 100 players jump out of an airplane onto a huge landmass with nothing but cosmetic items and semi-realistically proceed to find weapons to kill each other with until only one player or team remains. It just got out of game preview as a 1.0 release, but it is still a broken mess. Buildings and weapons often take several seconds too long loading in, making you unpurposefully or purposefully walk through walls or missing critical equipment. Vehicles flip for no reason, 
players with bad connections teleport all over the place and frame rate remains low and inconsistent, especially during critical firefights. To top it off, achievements are simply not tracking or unlocking for many of the players. It has come a long way since early game preview though. I haven't had it crash since 1.0, but my partners have often disconnected when entering a match. Despite its numerous flaws, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, shortened PUBG, has been my most played game since it hit game preview. It didn't even have achievements, and yet I put more than 400 hours into it. Why would I do that? The short answer is that it is really fun. The fact that the around 30 minute matches can be over at any second makes me excited in a way no other game has managed. Hiding for 5 minutes in a bush or a bathroom sounds like the opposite of fun, but for some reason it hasn't gotten old even after 1000 matches played. The huge maps can lead to entire games without enemy encounters until the final moments and for some reason it doesn't bore me. Quite the opposite, I enjoy sneaking around scrunching up the best equipment only for an unseen enemy sniper filling my skull with lead as the final few battle it out for the winner's chicken dinner. I did not see myself dumping hundreds of hours into this game, but it got its hooks into me deep and I keep playing it despite none of the achievements working. As an achievement hunter I cannot recommend this game. Even if they get them working, the achievement list is a huge grind with very little possibility of boosting and will likely take you more than 300 hours to complete. As a player constantly running into glitches and bugs, I cannot recommend this game. But here I am, queuing up for another go at grabbing another chicken dinner, as excited as ever. The reviewer, Wakapale, has played way too much PUBG and still enjoys it. Unlocking 9 of the retroactive achievements out of the total 37, with zero progress on the rest despite completing their requirements with close to 60 matches played since 1.0 released. Rise and shine, dear listeners. Rise and shine. Not that I wish to imply you've stopped listening by now, but it's time to wake up and... Smell the ashes. This week's Quickie of the Week, presented by none other than Wakapale, is Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine is a challenging run and gun. From the moment not Link entrusts you with his sentient gun and the fate of the world until you dealt with not Marcus Phoenix, the number of gaming references that have passed you by will be staggering. While the graphics, sound and gameplay are very good, the script is seldom hit and mostly miss. Rise and Shine can be very difficult, but the generous checkpoints makes it manageable for most to make progress. 900 game score worth 1800 TA can be yours in 2-4 hours depending on how good you are at the game. Use a guide to pick up all the collectibles and make sure you get the required score in the minigames. If you miss anything, make sure you don't start a new game, as that will reset your progress. Instead, use the chapter select feature to mop up anything you might have missed. Rise and Shine's final achievement worth 100 game score and 960 TA is for beating the game without dying, except when it's required to progress. 
it's a daunting task that only 17 gamers on True Achievements have managed to do. There are tricks to make it easier, but it's still very difficult and a legitimate attempt will take you around an hour to complete. Your TA rate will highly vary depending on your skill and most of the TA is backloaded, but it should be between 400 to 900 TA per hour. Prepare for unforeseen consequences. Greetings, I'm Wakapale, and as I sit here enjoying my dirty chai tea, I'm pondering the fate of Telltale Games. Loved by many for their narrative and easy gamer score, and equally scorned for their self-made engine that often collapsed in various ways throughout the games. Most know them for their first big hit, The Walking Dead, back in 2012, and their subsequent games. But Telltale was originally founded back in 2004 by former LucasArts employees. In my opinion, Telltale was the only company that managed to deliver quality content based on an episodic format over a long period of time. I've personally been a fan of them since 2007 when they released an episodic sequel to Sam and Max Hit the Road called Sam and Max Save the World. Before The Walking Dead, they made classic point-and-click adventures based on smaller licenses. Their only original IP was Telltale Texas Hold'em back in 2005 and the two excellent Puzzle Agent games released in 2010 and 2011. Both Puzzle Agent games are fantastic surreal story-driven puzzle games with stated inspirations from David Lynch, Stanley Kubrick and the Coen brothers. Such a shame Puzzle Agent 3 was never released. The company completely changed their ways after the release of their biggest hit, The Walking Dead, in 2012. The huge success of The Walking Dead made it their template for all their games going forward, with only small adjustments to the gameplay of the rest of Telltale's existence. The first season of The Walking Dead is one of the best games they ever made and in my opinion deserved all the awards and nominations it received was such a great narrative. After the success of The Walking Dead, Telltale went from a small indie studio to a huge company employing around 400 people that churned out episode after episode in their licensed series. Telltale set their sights on big licenses and lost a lot of money on Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy and Game of Thrones, among others. While their engine was flawed and suffered occasional hiccup, their narratives were almost always excellent, with special mention to the surprisingly great Tales from the Borderlands. Sadly, quality and critical praise does not equal sales. Since the first season of The Walking Dead, only Minecraft story mode was profitable for them. As the company closes, it leaves half of the final season of The Walking Dead unfinished, as well as Stranger Things and the second seasons of The Wolf Among Us and Game of Thrones. While the internet shouting factory is busy demanding refunds and gleefully celebrating the death of a shitty visual novel company, I for one will miss Telltale and hope that all employees land on their feet. No one with a lick of financial sense is going to bail the company out of their current woes, but my hope is that like Telltale, rise from the ashes of LucasArts, new games or studios will emerge from Telltale.